What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode five of the Game Room Podcast. I'm your host, Rome, alongside with my good friend, Jeffrey Vegas. Jeff, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing excellent, man. How about yourself? I'm doing good. Hopefully I don't die through this episode. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. my, my only complaint would be I am freezing, so I got like two jackets on. Kind of looks pretty funny, but you know, explaining why right off the bat. <laughs> yeah, you, you look super like pumped up tonight. You look like you're a... Uh... You look very bundled up. You you look yeah. You, you look yep. Uh, but no, we have a really fun show for you guys tonight. We're going to be talking about the game awards, both the award winners and the announcements, giving our takes on that stuff. We're also going to be doing the ongoing update on the Microsoft Activision Blizzard acquisition. Uh, we have some spicy stuff that came down the pipeline this past week, Jeff. So we have some some nice updates on that, uh, among with a few other things. Uh, so Jeff, uh, awesome. you ready to dive right in? Absolutely, because I stayed off Twitter a lot this week, so um, you know, kind of glad you're you're about to fill me in as well. All right, well, let's get into it. We're gonna open up with uh, all the Microsoft updates because I felt like usually when I'm making this show, you know, getting ready for the week, um, usually there's about four or five different things that come up about this one topic, so I kind of mark you know bunch them together in my script. So we're gonna start with those. Okay. Uh, so. First of all, for those who have not heard, uh, the FTC has sued to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard. This comes after last week after we had uh, had picked up on the New York Post reporting that they may not do so due to a political rift inside the FTC, but that obviously was not meant to be. Basically, Microsoft's big biggest acquisition has hit with a snag once again. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission, the U.S. Regulator- regulatory authority, announced on Thursday that it, that it is suing to block Microsoft's purchase of Activision Blizzard. The deal, valued at almost $69 billion, would see Microsoft add Activision Publishing, Blizzard Entertainment, and King to the existing Xbox first-party development teams. In its press release, the FTC points to Microsoft making Starfield and Redfall exclusive games as a reason that Microsoft cannot be trusted in this instance. Both games in development at Bethesda and Arcane Austin, respectively, are new IPs that are being developed exclusively for Xbox Series consoles as well as Windows PC. The FTC says Microsoft has already shown that it can and will withhold content from its gaming rivals, said Holly Vadova, director of the FTC's Bureau of Competition. Today, we seek to stop Microsoft from gaining control over a leading independent game studio and using it to harm competition in multiple dynamic and fast-growing markets. So, Jeff, as you can see, the FTC is trying to block the acquisition. Now, here's the thing. When I first read this, my initial thought was, but they Xbox never said that Bethesda, like, when Xbox purchased Bethesda, they said that they would honor some legacy content to, you know, other platforms. However, new releases and new IPs would be on a per-case basis. So at no point did Microsoft ever claim that these Bethesda games were going to, you know, not be exclusives. Um, so when reading this, that's what I had thought. And then, Jeff a weird turn of events happened. So the EU, which is already challenging this acquisition, has replied to the FTC's filing, making it very clear that Microsoft actually never offered concessions for the Bethesda agreement. Um, You know, long story short, the EU said, Microsoft didn't make any commitments to EU regulators not to release Xbox-exclusive content 
following its takeover of Zenimax Media. Um, so oh. basically, what the FTC is suing X, you know, Microsoft over is a blatant lie, because the EU, which is already scrutinizing the deal, is saying, I don't know why the FTC is challenging on that perspective, because it has no legs to stand on. Um, really? So, wow. yeah, it was a really weird twist of events where <laughs> EU came in, and they're already battling this battle right now. And they come in and they say, like, no, that's not true. That's not true. Um, that's funny that they actually came to the, to the defense, even though they're kind of on the same side. <laughs> Right. It was a really weird happenstance. And another thing that I, they, you know, I did some digging, um, and the FTC did not file this lawsuit in federal court. It filed the lawsuit in a, in their own administrative court. So basically, they can't block the merger from happening because they didn't take it to federal court. So, okay. very interesting turn of events here with the FTC um, suing. Microsoft. Um what what's your what's your take on all this? Man, I, I don't even know anymore. It's it's just something new every day with this whole thing. Like I feel like I would have to actually sit down and like really update myself on the facts on both sides, you know? Well, we have more news about this, some of which came out today, some of it didn't. Um basically, so that came out on Thursday. Um, around the same time, Phil Spencer, head of Xbox, announced a 10-year agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo consoles as soon as the acquisition goes through. Yeah. Um, Microsoft officially entered this 10-year commitment. Um, Phil Spencer shared the news on Twitter, uh, saying, I'm also pleased to confer... Oh, so, originally... He tweets that he is committing to continue to bring Call of Duty to Steam, even after the uh, the acquisition. He said that we've we've made it clear to to Steam, Gabe Newell, uh, you know that we will continue to bring Call of Duty to Steam, you know, in the future, you know, giving a ten year commitment. Uh, he also then followed up and tweeted it and said, "I'm also pleased to confirm that Microsoft has committed to continue to offer." Oh, this is the Steam tweets. Offer Call of Duty on Steam simultaneously to Xbox after we have closed the merger. And then there was a follow-up tweet trying to find it. Uh, basically, he says that, you know, we're, we've also made a deal with Nintendo where Call of Duty, once this deal kicks in, we will start putting Call of Duties out on the Switch or Nintendo platforms, not the Switch specifically. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Phil Spencer says we've made it clear to Activision Blizzard the intentions of this deal, and they are already putting early preparations in place to get Call of Duty on Nintendo consoles. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be their saving grace, I think, when this all goes to court. Um, I think that'll be the thing that they can point to and be like, listen, look at what we just did with Nintendo. We made an agreement. Why would we want to make it? Ex we're not going to make it exclusive. And that's going to be their proof right there, you know, and it's going to it's going to kind of have a bunch of mumbles in the room like, wow, that really makes them look stupid because, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, mind, they're sharing it with everybody. Now, keep in mind, Xbox has also offered this 10 year deal to PlayStation and they've yet to accept. There's more to the PlayStation deal that has been announced or uh, offered, which we'll get to in a little bit. However, we did. Uh, Gabe Newell, the head of Steam, uh, gave a statement to Kotaku uh, saying 
We're happy that Microsoft wants to continue using Steam to reach customers with Call of Duty when their Activision acquisition closes. Microsoft has been on Steam for a long time, and we take it as a signal that they are happy with gamers' rep reception to that and the work we are doing. Our job is to keep building valuable features for not only Microsoft, but all Steam customers and partners. Microsoft offered and even sent us a draft agreement for a long-term Call of Duty commitment, but it wasn't necessary for us because A, we're not believers in requiring any partner to have an agreement that locks them to shipping games on Steam into the distant future. B, Phil Spencer and the games team at Microsoft have always followed through on what they told us they would do, so we trust their intentions. And C, we think Microsoft has all the motivation they need to be on the platforms and devices where Call of Duty customers want to be. Yeah, I mean... Why would you limit yourself on where your customers can access your product? That's just, it doesn't sound like a good business practice. Like Gabe Newell coming out of the cave, because, you know, no one talks about Gabe Newell anymore. They, you know, Steam stopped making games and he's just like in a freaking cave somewhere. Gabe Newell comes out of the cave and just fucking knocks this one right out of the park. Just saying, you know, we've worked with Xbox team for a long time. They clearly have no intention like they they're going to do what they say they want to do, and that's why we don't need this commitment. We appreciate the thought, though. Um, but yeah, really, really funny stuff going on. All right, all right. Uh, so a little bit more stuff about this. Um, this one actually came out about three hours ago. So this is this is kind okay. of a fresh news for you. Uh, breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. The CMA has published a response to the Microsoft Activision merger from an unknown market participant labeled Market Participant A, largely backing Microsoft's deal and calling on the CMA to protect consumers and, quote, not to preserve the status quo of competitors. Um, so this is actually really, I found this super fascinating, really wondering, I would love to know who this market participant is. Um, you would have to think it's probably a publisher. Um, maybe it's Epic Games because um, they have the Epic Game Store. But somebody in the in, in the industry um, that's not Xbox uh, is strongly calling is calling for the CMA to let this deal go through. Yeah, you know, when people are mysteriously. Uh anonymous like that it makes me like i'm like does this person exist or did someone just create the story like you can almost never tell you know you just kind of have to take it at face value well i would argue that this was a filing with the cma they this was filed to the cma and i feel mm -hmm. like the cma wouldn't publish this because so like the the cma like officially released this that this was this was given okay Okay. This is verified to the CMA that this is somebody. Okay, so they probably know who Marketplace oh, yeah. A is. Okay. Yes. That's a different they story then. If up. someone's got a real gripe, I would just challenge them with, okay, um, prove, prove your point, prove how this is going to be bad for the consumer and not, yeah, you know, good for everybody involved. That's where I'm yeah. at. So it it it's a definitely interesting stuff. Um, hmm. let's see here. Uh, so. This also came out today. Um, actually, this also came out about two or three hours ago. So breaking news again. Breaking news. Um, Bloomberg is reporting 
that in their latest effort, Microsoft's Call of Duty deal um, to Sony now includes the right for Sony to put Call of Duty on their PlayStation Plus subscription service, along with it being on Game Pass. Uh, Sony has still not accepted the deal, um, according to Bloomberg. So basically, Microsoft is just making this deal better. So not only, like, they're leveling the playing field here. They're saying, okay, if you're arguing that Call of Duty on Game Pass is going to hurt you, you can put Call of Duty on PlayStation Plus. <laughs> so. Well, you know, they keep making offers to them, but they're already, like, in litigation. So PlayStation's just, like, they got a wall up. They're not even listening right now. You know what I mean? They're just like, we're going through this court dealings first. <laughs> I guess so. But, you know. Yeah. At this, at the end of the day, I, while I don't think Microsoft really has an issue with doing it, period, altogether, otherwise they wouldn't do it. Um, I think it definitely comes down to they're just trying to make the regulators understand that they're not going to. They're trying, like they want Call of Duty to be available. It's the same thing as Minecraft. We've talked about it week in and week out. These big franchises like Call of Duty and Minecraft that make billions of dollars, they want these to be everywhere. Are they going to probably bring back Crash Band or Spyro or Crash Bandicoot and make those exclusive someday? Sure, that's probably going to happen. There are going to be Activision IP that do end up being exclusive to Xbox. But Call of Duty, no, you're not going to see that exclusive to Xbox. Um, no, yeah, I don't I don't see that happening. You just there's too much money to be made on the other consoles. Yeah, right, exactly. Um and then lastly a, a little uh little shot taken, not really a news, but something that happened. Uh Phil Spencer was on the second request podcast. Um in which case, oh no, there's an ad playing on that link. Let's not do that. Um, basically, Phil Spencer was saying that Xbox is in the business of trying to make themselves better, whereas PlayStation, they make themselves better by trying to make the competition worse off. Uh, it's dueling philosophies, you know, and some people like one, some people like the other. I'm always of the opinion, you know, make yourself yourself before you hurt the guy next to you, but that's just always been the way I've looked at it. But anyways, yeah, fun stuff. So, Jeff, the, that's the update for the Activision Blizzard uh, stuff. You know what's funny? It, it, it's really, really funny. So this deal got announced early, like way earlier this year, like February-ish, something like that, right? And there was like no news, like for months. Yeah, like, that's why I had totally forgotten about it. Remember, you were kind of like, dude, how'd you not know about this? And I'm like, ah. Right. But there was like no news for months, Jeff. And as soon as we started the Game Room podcast... Every week, it just started there's spilling. There's something worth talking about um, mm -hmm. every week, so they they must know. They're they're helping us out here on the game room podcast. Absolutely. The trading Doge is in the chat. What up, trading Doge? Uh, uh, he he put that in there way earlier when he heard uh, the 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 initial filing of the um. Uh yeah, the FTC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but fun court. Um. But what up to everybody watching us live here on the Game Room Podcast. Please leave a like if you're in the here and if you're in the chat. Hit us up. Talk to us. How are you feeling about the Microsoft Activision Blizzard uh, acquisition? Um, I, I think this is a story that I can't wait to get behind us. But going to keep reporting it because that's what we do. We're doing the news. All right. Next up. We have uh, a surprise new Halo Infinite December update which added a custom game browser along with several cross-core codings um, came out last week and in you know, their new December update patch. Uh, 343 Industries has updated its live service sci-fi shooter Halo Infinite with a variety of significant content additions 
and improvements. Most notably, the custom games browser has been released and is now available in the community tab of the main menu. This tool allows players to search and join custom games being hosted by other players, which makes enjoying the best Forge maps significantly easier and more initiative, intuitive. Excuse me. Custom Games Browser wasn't expected to release until the start of Season 3 next March, so its arrival now comes as a huge surprise to the fan base. Uh, additionally, all the game's Armor Core cosmetic unlocks, including cores that were exclusive to limited-time events, have been unlocked for all players. Um, other than that, there was nice. a bunch of various small improvements, but yeah, Halo Infinite, man, it, it's getting its legs underneath it finally after what was a rough year um, with them getting this content out the door. Yeah. Um, so you did mention the Forge, but um, they did release the Forge where you can create your own maps as well, like building a map from the ground up. Uh, you ever messed around with that before? Not in Halo Infinite. Um but back in the day, uh, mostly Halo Three. But I, I'm more. Of the, I want to. I want to try out people's creations and create my own maps. That's just kind of my style. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's just Forge is just a mainstay of the Halo franchise, and to see them finally get it in there, and people are just loving it. Like, I, it makes me really happy to see it because, like, when I played Halo Infinite when it came out, uh, it was met kind of cold. I enjoyed the campaign. Uh, I enjoyed the multiplayer too, but I, I was kind of bummed with how I felt like the the response in the community was kind of cold, understandably. But yeah, nice to see all these things being added in now, and I'm I'm very happy for them. Yep. All right, Jeff. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. Uh, how how have you been enjoying Modern Warfare Two, sir? Um, I've been enjoying it a lot. Besides the you know the still the looting problems that I have, I know you don't have them too often, but Drives me crazy. Um, we've been getting a lot of wins. Uh, you and I, man, uh, we were the the last two left in our squad. Smashed that game. We got the win. That was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, I think right after that, I you, you you went to bed at right after that. You went out on top. Uh, we didn't win that next game, but I had ten kills. That was my personal best. I was like freaking out. I was like, holy shit, I'm at nine, and I got one more dude, and then someone sniped me, and I was that was it. So ten, my new personal best. Nice. Well, um, if you're looking for more Modern Warfare 2 content, Jeff, you won't have to wait much longer as Season 1 Reloaded launches December 14th, which is Wednesday. Um, yeah. I can't so, wait for my stats. So that was the first thing I was going to mention. The yeah. combat record's coming to Warzone. Unfortunately, it does not count existing stats leading up to the 14th. So any wins, kills, all that stuff will not be trackable. Uh, basically, it'll be a clean slate of stats for Warzone 2 on the 14th kind of a bummer but i mean it is what it is i'm uh, actually i'm actually okay with that yeah. because i've spent a lot of time leveling up guns and my kd and like multiplayer is destroyed from doing some certain guns you know what i mean so i'm all about it i'm like yeah go ahead do reset my stats thank you <laughs> well it's not resetting the multiplayer it's just resetting warzone oh so your 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 0.5 kd is still there jeff it's like nine two. Okay, I'm just messing with you. I know, I know. It's just, it's not horrible, but no, it's alright. My KD's going down too because I'm working on my gold guns, and yeah. the first ten guns I liked using a lot. The next ten, I've they've been more of a challenge. So I've been in, you know, my KD has gone down a little bit. I don't remember what it is. It was a few days ago I looked at it. It was still positive, but it's yeah. it's dipping. It's getting down. Um. Anyways, let's let's talk about uh season one reloaded. Uh, the following comes from Call of Duty's official blog. 
Uh, round up the squad or prepare to infiltrate solo. Season 1 Reloaded, the mid-season update for Call of Duty Warzone 2 and Modern Warfare 2, will arrive on December 14th at 10 a.m. Pacific, following a patch to both games. Celebrate this new update, double XP and double weapon XP will be active across all platforms during its extended launch weekend. PlayStation owners will have extra double XP because PlayStation paid for it. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, at X, Xbox locking content, bad. Yeah. <laughs> what a world we live in, Jeff, let me tell you. Um, anyways, prior to the launch of Season 1 Reloaded, expect patch notes with details on all technical changes, including major fixes and balance tuning. Raven Software will handle the uh, Warzone 2.0 updates, and Infinity War will detail changes to Modern, Wars, Modern Warfare 2 and the Warzone DMZ beta. Major patch notes updates can be found on the official blog. Highlights. Let's see here. Modern Warfare 2. Uh, raids are coming, which was also announced at the Game Awards. Um, Adam Grad is the first Spec Ops raid. Grab two of your best squad mates and help Price, Farah, and Gaz uncover the secrets held within a highly fortified enemy facility. Um, now, raids are going to have to actually do well enough in something to be able to do the raid. I don't remember what the criteria is for everything, but I know in Warzone 2, I think you have to like finish top 10 or something to be able to do the raid. Um, I, I believe it's top 20, but I would rather it be top 10, to be honest. Yeah, I think top 10 makes more sense. Um, also coming to the multiplayer is Shipment, uh, the classic Call of Duty map that's been around since Call of Duty 4. Uh, me personally, not a fan of Shipment. Um, I like, I don't like the smaller maps. I think that it's great for leveling up your guns, but it, I don't find them fun. I feel like you're just spawning and dying. Even, even the people that get a lot of kills, they end up dying a lot. It's just, I don't know. It's never been very appealing to me, but a lot of people like Shipment. That's coming uh, on Wednesday as well. I like shipment only because um, it, it's not shoot house. That's all I can say. When I'm trying to level up guns, that's why I like shipment. <laughs> yeah, I would say I like shoot house more because it's a little bit bigger, a little bit more open. Um, again, yeah. shipment just feels really claustrophobic. It was like Rust in Modern Warfare 2, the original Modern Warfare 2. Like it's a, it's an iconic map, but it's like I don't know. It just it's just I don't find it fun. I, I like to try to kill while not dying, not kill and die. Um, dying is not fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, anyways, let's see what else is going on here. It looks like, yep. Preparing for the raid. It is the top 20. You are correct. Uh, you also, you can also complete a specific daily challenge in multiplayer spec ops. Uh, in DMZ, you can use the final extract helicopter with at least $30,000 in cash to get the raid. Um, you can access the raid for a full week. They recommend you uh, warming up in Spec Ops and using your uh, your tier kits to get ready for that. Um, let's see. Uh, shipment will also come as a holiday shipment, so basically Christmas-themed up until January 4th, and then it'll just be regular shipment. Uh, Warzone 2 overview uh, updates. Building 21. Find a way into this restricted, redacted, and redacted. Whoa spicy <laughs> um i like that uh warzone mini royale available for a limited time get those squad goals in on a virtual pitch or feel the intensity of a more condensed battle royale 
in these limited time playlist offerings. Again, I like the bigger maps, so I mean, I probably won't spend a lot of time in Mini Royale, but I'm sure somebody will uh, will be into that. Um, they will also be adding, as I said, Building 21, which will be a new area in Almazra. Uh, it nice. seems like that will also be added to the DMZ mode as well. Um, they will also be adding the previously announced that we talked about uh codball which is kind of like a seems like it's like one of those soccer modes it's going to be like a lucio ball from overwatch if anybody has played that um but so i mean that's the general overview there's also going to be two new operators coming uh gaz and claws or klaus basically klaus, klaus. Is, you know, santa he looks like a santa a yeah he does santa. he looks like santa yeah um klaus fisker or Klaus Fisker. Uh, they will also be adding a new weapon, the Chimera, uh, which is a new assault rifle, part of the Bruin Ops platform, offers operators a formidable primary weapon for stealth engagements. Um, okay. But yeah, this seems like a, a pretty cool addition to to Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2. I mean, it's great to see a new you know area in Warzone. Um, I, I would say this update definitely makes me more excited for Warzone than the multiplayer itself. Um, but you know, teach their own. Yeah, I'm excited to see uh, what's up with this raid. Um, you know, I was a big fan of Destiny, and so raids are a thing in Destiny. And uh, you would get, you'd actually get, I believe, six people in a Destiny raid. Mm -hmm. So it said three, and then it mentioned some other like NPCs. So I'm guessing you're gonna be kind of doing like a maybe like a campaign mission with some NPCs. But I'm really interested to see uh, how they do those because I absolutely loved Destiny. So that should be really fun. I mean, we talked about it when we reviewed Modern Warfare 2 a few weeks back. I just think the amount of content that Activision has put into Call of Duty this year, it's really kind of astounding. I mean, there's a lot there if you want to do everything. The campaign, the multiplayer, Spec Ops, Little Bear, but I mean, with everything else there, you got Warzone, you got the DMZ mode, now you have raids coming. There, there's just a lot. <laughs> there is a lot of content in Modern Warfare 2. Oh, for sure. I love DMZ, by the way. I freaking, I spent a lot of time in there. <laughs> DMZ's a lot of fun. The problem is, is like again, I like to I like to compete and get out there and win like Warzone. So I'm always leaning towards Warzone when we go to Al Almazra. You know what I mean? But as long DMZ, as I have people to play with, Warzone is my choice. But when I'm like solo, I can't do solo Warzone. I just can't. Yeah, that's understandable. But yeah, that's something you can look forward to on Wednesday the 14th. All right. Next up, Diablo 4, uh, which was shown off at the Game Awards, and we'll talk about it when we get there, but it will release. Um, the release will require crunch due to mismanagement, a report coming out of, uh, trying to figure out the original, the Washington Post. Uh, Blizzard's plan to release Diablo 4 on June 6th sound like it could be at the expense of its developers' health and well-being. According to a report from the Washington Post, a number of anonymous, current, and former Diablo 4 developers have said that without crunching or cutting features at launch date does not seem likely. Um, Diablo 4 is set to launch on, you know, all the consoles coming out. It's going to be coming to Game Pass. Um, crunch in video game uh, development, Jeff, has been a hot topic for years um, about overworking your, you know, your developers. You, you want to put out a good quality product and by making these guys crunch, it does hurt the quality of the product because you're wearing your workers out. Um, yeah. it, it's a bummer to see. I'm hoping that Diablo 4 will still be good. But, you know, I, I think I'm always of the opinion, if you need to delay a game, delay a game. You know, Exactly. 
Treat the developers 100%. right because you want them to you want them to be comfortable and be happy so that way they can do good work. Um, you know, I mean, we all work. We all, you know, supposed to work. You 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 want to be happy in your job. If you're miserable, you're not putting out good work. That's just the way it goes. Um, but I mean, it's another reason why it's a good idea for Activision to not be uh, independently run anymore. <laughs> you no, can argue. Like, um, I, I completely agree with you, man. Instead of putting out a game that where you took some features away or a game that's not ready, just delay the game a little bit. You know what I mean? It's 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 fine. Um. So yeah, I mean, we'll see how Diablo Four shakes out. If is it is it going to make that June release date or not? I mean, we'll find out. You know, and it looks like, uh, real quick with Call of Duty, it looks like they tried to push it out to get it ahead of the Game Awards so that they could be some nom nominated. And then, uh, you know, as you guys will see later, you'll see how that uh, went for them. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe. Call of Duty, it used to launch in early November, but it has started launching in, uh, it, I mean, it launched in late October the last few years, so it's possible. They did, I mean, they did do it like October, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not, but we'll see. All right, next up, uh, some news from Jeff's childhood, possibly. The Atari? Uh, <laughs> huh? I said the Atari? Uh, no, not that. Oh, man, later than that. <laughs> I tried to give you some credit there. Um, Final Fantasy 1 through 6 have been oh, rated yeah. by the ESRB for the Nintendo Switch and PS4. Uh, these six games were recently uh, given a quote-unquote pixel remaster uh, on PC. A lot of fans, including myself, very upset that it did not come to consoles. Um, but it seems like they may be, as they, as I said, were given the SRB rating. Um, Jeff, do you uh, have a lot of experience with those first six Final Fantasy games at all? or No, I think we uh, talked about this uh, either last week or a week before. I've played from seven on. Um, I have like very little experience with a couple of them where like I happen to be at a friend's house and I was like, oh, wow, you have this. Let me check it out. But mm -hmm. nothing serious of playing any of one through six. So I'm actually excited for that. Okay. Well, yeah, I was going to say we should do a playthrough of one of them together, maybe something like that. Yeah, I mean, I actually am in a very similar boat to you where 7 was my first uh, foray into Final Fantasy. And it was mm -hmm. actually, I played 7 uh, like four years ago, three years ago during the pandemic. Nice. So that was the first time I played a Final Fantasy uh, and loved 7. I mean, obviously, I would set my expectations reasonably knowing that 7 is way better um, based on what I've heard. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited for these remasters. I'm hoping that they get a physical release so that way they can go behind me on the wall. That would be really nice. Um, yeah. but we will see, but yeah, I'm excited for that. Final Fantasy one through six coming to switch PS4. Well, Jeff, unfortunately we have another update news story here. Do you remember, uh, when we were talking about, uh, Yuji Naka, the designer of Sonic the Hedgehog getting arrested for insider trading? Uh, yes, yes, I do. Okay, great. Well, he's been arrested for a second charge of insider <laughs> trading. He was rearrested, uh, this time involving the mobile battle royale title Final Fantasy VII, The First Soldier. Uh, last month, Naka and former Square Enix employee Tezuki Sazaki were arrested on suspicion of buying shares and developer aiming after learning in advance about the team's announcement of its mobile game, Dragon Quest Tact. Uh, Japanese outlet Asashi now reports that Naka and Sazaki are believed to have tried a similar scheme 
for the reveal of Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier, which, for those that don't know, is a Battle Royale mobile game in the Final Fantasy VII Remake universe. Um, Did you say for buying chairs? Shims. Shims? Shares. S-H-M. Oh, shares. Shares. Okay. Sorry. Shares in a company. Gotcha. Gotcha. It wasn't coming across right on Discord for some reason. I was like, wow. Yeah, he's buying chairs. He's buying a bunch of folding chairs. <laughs> yeah, I was like, what? Um... Um, no, but so uh, Naka is reported to have purchased 120,000 shares for approximately 144.7 million yen, which is over roughly a million U.S. dollars. Uh, Sasaki is accused of buying 91,000 shares uh, or $767,000. Um, yeah, not good. Not not good. Not, yeah, he not, probably didn't even make that much money off of that. Probably not because they're actually shutting down the Final Fantasy VII uh, Soldier game in January. So, no, he probably didn't. Um, yeah, you know, that sucks. <laughs> uh, moral of the story is do not commit uh, blue-collar crimes, Jeff. Yeah. Especially ones that can be obviously easily found by the government and, you know. Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, we talked about this last week, but it was officially announced. Uh, Riot Games and Xbox Game Pass benefits uh, are out today monday december 12th uh, i'm just going to kind of run through real quick uh everything that was announced that is now available if you are a game pass um subscriber so basically in valorant you can unlock all current agents access to every new agent as soon as they're released and get a 20 percent match xp boost given to battle pass event pass and active agent contract progress league of legends you unlock all 160 plus champions including all new champions as they're released. You get a 20% XP boost. Um, excuse me. Legends of Rura get all cards in the foundation set. Team Fight Tactics get a one-star rare Little Legend Tacticians. Uh, four arena skins available until April 2023, and then one arena skin that's on a monthly rotation thereafter. Real quick, did you say you get access to every League of Legends character? Uh, there, it says 160+. plus. That's that's what I mean. So, how do you get that? Uh, Jeff, all you have to do is be subscribed to Xbox Game Pass. That's insane. And that's just one of these games. <laughs> so, Valor. Dude, that's worth it right there. That's crazy. And Jeff, I'm not even done. <laughs> League that's of over 160 heroes in that game, dude. Yeah, I know. That's why it says 160 plus. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just like blown away. I like had to. Oh my god, no, <laughs> that's I, crazy. No, I, I know. Uh, and then lastly, uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, which is coming in January, uh, unlocked ben- benefits include all 80 plus champions, day one access to every new champion as they're released, and a 20% XP boost. Um, plus, is an added benefit for players that link their accounts because basically the way it works is you link your Game Pass account to your Riot account. Um, which I haven't done that. I don't really play any of these games, but I might check it out eventually. I mean, why not? It's the whole game for free. Um, yeah, that's the great thing about Game Pass. Though you try games you probably normally wouldn't. Um, as an added benefit, if you link your account before January first, uh, you get bonus rewards in every single game. You get a Pocket Sage Buddy in Valorant, a Masterwork Chest and Key in League of Legends. Little Legend Rare Egg in Teamfight Tactics, a random emote chest in Wild Rift, and a prismatic chest in Legends of Runeterra. Runeterra. Um, 
So yeah, I mean, we talk about this, I talk about this all the time, and I'm going to continue to say it. Like, you gotta get Game Pass. Like, and not you, Jeff. I mean, yes, you, but anybody. Like, it's such a ridiculously good deal. If you're playing on a PC or you have an Xbox, you know, or you can get a Samsung TV and get the Game Pass app on the Samsung smart TVs now. Like, bro, it's so worth it. I can't even. I you know I'm gonna keep saying it, but like it's so worth the money. It really is. Yeah, it's crazy. Although I will give a shout out to PlayStation Plus right now. Their their memberships are on sale, so you can get a one year premium, which is the highest tier for like ninety dollars right now for one year. Um, which service isn't great, but if you want to get it, I mean, you could. There's there's game there's good games on there. They're just not. They're not adding new games like that. Like, it's a good backlog. You know what I mean? Like, if you were in a coma for 10 years, right, and you wake up and you're like, I want to play video games. Like, that's oh, a good deal. There's some good games on there, you know? But, you know. Eh. Anyways. Uh, last news story before we get into our next part of the show. Um, Battlefield 4's producer is returning to DICE to lead up the franchise. Former Battlefield 4 producer David Serland is heading back to DICE to head up Battlefield. Announcing his return on Twitter, the former Battlefield producer revealed that he's leading the franchise following the turbulent launch of Battlefield 2042. Uh, David said, Well, hello again, Battlefield community. I'm back. This time around, things are really are very different in a good way. And I'm super eager to make the future of Battlefield brighter and better than ever. Uh, Serlin is best known for producing Battlefield 4, but has a long history with the franchise already. He began work on Battlefield in 2005 on Battlefield 2, in which case he went on to work on Bad Company. Uh, after exiting the company to pursue other projects, he returns with Battlefield 4 uh, and then went on to produce Battlefield 1 and 5. What will his new role entail for the franchise? We'll find out eventually. Um, so Jeff, Battlefield, big fan of the last few Battlefield games, but not 2042. Um, very disappointing game. I was really hyped for Battlefield 2042 going into its launch. Um, unfortunately, the game was broken and just, in general, not very good. Um, so to see kind of a, a stalwart of the franchise come back to lead it into the future, I think that that's a, I'm hoping that that's a positive thing. You know, I'll admit I've been a Call of Duty fanboy for a long time, so I never checked out the Battlefield games. Although I did watch streamers play them heavily, like, you know, Dr. Disrespect and those guys. I definitely watched them play the games, but uh, I never, you know, something about being a COD fanboy. I was kind of like, yeah, I can't buy that game. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, it, it's The gap isn't as different as it used to be um, with Call of Duty now kind of having bigger maps and Warzone 2.0 being a thing. Yeah. Um, and the ground war and the big team battles in Call of Duty, the, the gap is a lot smaller. But that being said, Battlefield has always been a really enjoyable franchise for me uh, since I first played it. I'm not as much of a veteran as other Battlefield fans, so I don't want to, like... Uh, my first Battlefield game, like... And it's such a simple Battlefield, but it was... Um, I think it was Battlefield 1943, and basically it was on the 360. Xbox 360, it came out. It was one of those early marketplace... Um, arcade titles and it was very simple battlefield it was world war ii three maps like the graphics weren't stellar but for the time i thought they were pretty damn good um and i fell in love with that game like it was so simple like there wasn't a lot of depth to it and yet for somehow i played it for like a month and a half straight um really good game i also really enjoyed uh battlefield one i thought battlefield one was probably one of my more favorite uh games since 
Um, I've played Bad Company 3 and 4. I like all those games a lot. Hardline was fine. I mean, a lot of people don't like Hardline because it's kind of a departure from the franchise. But that being said, Battlefield's really good, except for the last one. Hopefully they can kind of get back on track here. Yeah. I loved Medal of Honor way back in the day, like early PlayStation days. Oh, oh that yeah. was my shit. Yeah, Medal of Honor's good. Um, anyways, as I've always said, Jeff, one of my hopes of this show is that we can kind of open you up more to more of the possibilities oh, yeah. that are out there. Um, but anyways, moving on. But that's it for the news this week, uh, mainly because a lot of the news came out during the Game Awards. So we're going to be getting into that in a little bit. But first, Jeff, let's uh, let's run through the game releases for this week, uh, the week of December 12th, 2022. Do it. All right. First up, out today... Uh, Wavetail on PS5, Xbox Series consoles, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. We have Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Reunion, a remake of the old Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII game. Uh, coming to PS5, Xbox Series consoles, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. This comes out tomorrow. Okay. Uh, Greece. Or Grizz? I know this game exists on other consoles, but it comes out on PS5 and Xbox Series consoles tomorrow. High on Life comes out exclusively to Xbox Series consoles, Xbox One, and PC tomorrow. Uh, this game is made by the studio headed up by Justin Roiland um, of Rick and Morty create, uh, fame. Um, every time they've showed off this game, I've been it's left me in like just in tears how funny it is. Really looking forward to it. Launches on Game Pass day one, day and date tomorrow. Uh, again, that's exclusive to Xbox consoles. Uh, Neon White comes out on PlayStation consoles tomorrow. Uh, that was already out on the Switch, but that was nominated for a few awards at the Game Awards, so that must be a really good game. Uh, Little, not Little, but Lil Gator Game comes out on Switch and PC tomorrow, or December 14th. The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt uh, next-gen or current-gen editions come out on the 14th uh, to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series consoles, and PC. Uh, AKA comes out on Switch and PC on the 15th. Blacktail comes out on PS5, Xbox Series, consoles, and PC on the 15th. And Resident Evil 7 Biohazard comes out on the Switch uh, on December 16th. Uh, so, Jeff, uh, two big things I'm really excited for this week, uh, one of which I'm going to be purchasing this week, uh, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Reunion, really excited for that. Um, but I'm also really excited for High on Life. So this is a pretty good week for me, all things considered. Uh, nice. Anything here that maybe catches your your attention, your eye at all? The, wi <clears throat> the Witcher, um, that's the The Witcher Three is being brought to the next gen consoles. Is that what that was? Yeah, it's a, it's a free yeah. update if you already own the game, where you can just purchase the game for PS5 and Series consoles. Nice. Is is it remastered or is that coming out later? Um, I don't. It's I don't know I mean it's technically remastered I mean it's up it's yeah, right. scaled it, it it runs on it's optimized for current gen consoles I know that they're also remaking the original Witcher but that's not out yet that's not okay not okay out. that's where I'm getting things crossed over here okay gotcha 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 um all right so let's get into the topic of the show uh Jeff I'll let you decide because uh, unfortunately I did not take notes I just kind of recapped it later on. Do you want to go over the winners of the awards first, or do you want to go over the announcements first? Well, <clears throat> what do you mean by the announcements? Well, like everything that was announced at the Game Awards, all the new trailers, all the new announcements of new games. Yeah, let's start with that. Let's start with the announcements at the awards, and then we'll finish off with the, uh, the award winners. All right. Sounds good. All right. 
so I'm just going to kind of run through here. Um, the recap that I have has some descriptions, but I do remember most of these, and I'll probably give my takes on some of them, maybe not all of them. Um, so we got a announcement for Dead Cells Return to Castlevania. Um, I've never really played Dead Cells. Uh, it's a Metroidvania roguelike. Um, I didn't really have a lot of interest in this, but the Castlevania stuff looked so cool. And I like I'm a big fan of like the, like I love Castlevania's music. Um, and the way this trailer that they show off for this, like as someone who had no interest in Dead Cells, it just looked awesome. Um, but so I'm excited for that. Um, we also had Valiant Hearts coming home. Uh, Valiant Hearts was introduced in 2014, uh, merging as a multi-platform emotional side-scroller. And now Ubisoft revealed a mobile-first expansion to the franchise with Valiant Hearts coming home. Uh, I played the original Valiant Hearts. Um, it's a really good game. Definitely recommend it. Um, yeah. More of that is good, in my opinion. We also got Hellboy Web of... Hmm, I'm going to say it's wor weird. Web of weird. Yeah, it's Web of Weird. Okay. So, um, good. I wanted to talk to you about this one, because I actually did see the preview for this. Okay. I'm a big-time Hellboy fan, but I'm not liking the, the, the look of this game style, or, like, the art style, I guess it would be. Um, were, were, were you... What did you think? What did you think? Um, so, originally, when I was watching it, I actually thought it was a new Telltale game. Um, okay. The the art style really was reminiscent of The Wolf Among Us, which I don't know if you've played yeah. that. Um, but that was kind of... I actually really thought it was The Wolf Among Us, uh, the next one, because they announced a new one earlier this year. And um, when you see the werewolf, the giant werewolf, I'm like, oh, it is The Wolf Among Us. Wow, it's Telltale. Cool, that's awesome. <laughs> um, but then it ends up being Hellboy. I think that the art style is very akin to a comic book almost. It has a very cel-shaded look. Okay. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I think that if you're going for that cell shaded comic book look, which it, they clearly are, um, uh, it's definitely an acquired taste in gaming. So I don't blame you if you're not super into it, but I, I think that this looks pretty, uh, pretty true to the comics actually. Okay. Okay. But that's me. Uh, yeah, I just, I just remember seeing it and I was like, this looks kind of weird. And then when I saw that it was Hellboy, I was like, mm, I just kind of squinted. <laughs> I was just like, hmm. <laughs> we Can't got a uh, Mr. Burns. Uh, so we got a trailer for uh, the Horizon VR game called Call of the Mountain. Uh, it's an expansion of the Horizon franchise, which will be uh, on the PSVR 2 in 2023. Um I'm on the fence about PSVR 2. I don't know if I'm getting it or not, like, right away. Uh, part of me really wants man. to jump in and try it out, but that price tag, man, it's like $550 just for the VR. That's that's steep. That's really steep. Yeah, and, you know, I've been waiting for a long time to get into VR till it was good enough to where I wouldn't get frustrated and, you know, possibly, like, getting headaches and stuff. So I still don't know whether I'll actually be able to do it, but I've really wanted to start getting into some VR stuff, and that game looks incredible <laughs> it really does. yeah yeah it, it, the game itself looks awesome i mean like if, if you're getting psvr 2 you're going to be happy with this game i think this game is going to be really good um the horizon franchise has been phenomenal up to this point so i i, I think that that game is going to do very well um in terms of as far as the vr niche will take them i mean i'm still very curious to see how successful psvr 2 is going to be um i feel like in gaming vr is really kind of like 
people are trying to push VR because VR is really cool. I've done VR experiences before, and they're they're they are very very awesome. Um, I haven't had one at home yet though, uh, like a VR at home experience. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm very intrigued and I'm really interested in it. I just don't know if five hundred and fifty dollars. I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger yet or not. Or not. We will find out. Um. I got to see if like I can pre-order at GameStop where I can just kind of like every few weeks walk in and just drop like 20 bucks and be like, put it in 20 bucks, 20 bucks. Right. Right. Like a layaway program type thing. <laughs> GameStop usually does that, but I haven't heard about pre-orders going up for GameStop, just PlayStation like direct. So I have noticed on Amazon, they've been offering me a lot lately, uh, payment plans on certain stuff. So that might be an option. I might actually look into that. That's not a bad idea. Um, anyways, uh, moving on, we also got uh, Post Trauma, uh, which was kind of like a Silent Hill, classic Resident Evil looking type game. Uh, trailer didn't give us much, but uh, it looks interesting. I'm definitely very interested in Post Trauma. We know likey scary games. <laughs> I, like I'm, I'm like. I don't mind scary games as long as they don't overdo the jump scares. Like that, that's what I mean. Jump scares like, just piss me off. I want atmospheric scary, and and like I don't mind a few jump scares because you need to have some. But like, yep. scare me with your atmosphere. Don't scare me with like a thing just popping out on the screen right away. Yep. Anyways, like Michael Myers, man, he scares you just because of who he is. He doesn't have to pop out of nowhere. Right. Um. Got a little uh, trailer for Viewfinder, which is like a little puzzle game uh, fused with attractive environments with mind-bending mechanics. This game looked really cool. Uh, I, I was watching it with uh, with my buddy uh, with my buddy D, and he was just we were like, I feel like we felt like the developers like just got like super stoned one night, and it was like, what if you could like take a picture and make the picture part of your surroundings? And it, the game looks really cool, um, but that's what it made me think of, which I thought was funny. Uh, we got a uh, announcement. It wasn't an announcement. It was a trailer because it was previously announced for a game called Scars Above. Uh, it's a space Scars Above. Sorry, uh, it's a space-based third-person adventure game with a little bit of con, like puzzle solving. Um, looks grim and morbid, but I, I, I'm intrigued on this one. I think this one looks pretty good. Um, also got a trailer for Relic Hunter's Legend, uh, a four-person multiplayer arena title which promises no hold holds barred action loot and a huge arsenal of weapons to use in fast-paced combat. Uh, Among Us showed off their hide-and-seek update, um, which is a new mode, not a whole new game, but it's a new mode in Among Us, and it launched on the 9th. Um, I'm excited. Like, I'm happy for them. I, I really just need, I need Among Us to have in-game chat. Right. See, I want proximity chat, like in COD, man. Let me talk oh, shit yeah, to people. Yeah, for that too, but like I, like, well, I mean, that's what I mean, because it, like, that's how it works usually. But like, I need some, like, I need to be able to like turn on Among Us on my Xbox because it's on Green Pass. I just need to be able to turn it on, sit down, like, with my headset, and like everyone in the game can talk to each other, and like that doesn't exist yet. Like, you need that's to have a lot whole... though. How many people are there at the beginning? I think it, well, I mean, it could be up to like, it could be from like four to 12. It's not bad. Oh, okay. I thought they started off with like 60, 70 people, isn't it? In Among Us? Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. I'm thinking of, um, what's that one where everybody's just running that goofy game with all the skins? Uh, uh, you lost me. The obstacle game where you got to run straight forward yeah, and you got to. 
Fall Guys. You're thinking yeah, Fall, fall guys. guys. I was thinking of Fall Guys. I was like, man, imagine if that had like 80 people talking at the beginning. I'd be like, ah. No, no, no. I'm talking about Among Us. When you, with yeah, the that, definitely. Yeah. That definitely needs chat. And it needs to be proximity too. 100%. Right. right. 100%. Anyways. Um, new game was showed off called After Us. Uh, kind of looked like a cinematic type game. Where you were like, they were kind of wandering through a wasteland. Uh, it looked pretty cool. Uh, I would definitely be interested in that. Um, got a trailer for, and I know you said this in the Discord, uh, Replaced, uh, which is a post-apocalyptic adventure, um, which was announced previously at, I believe, Xbox's E3 Summer Showcase. Not this past June, but the year before. Um, this game just looks really incredible. The art style is really aesthetically pleasing. It's kind of like, it, 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 but it's like grungy and dark and like a 2D sprite-based um, coming day one to Game Pass, but I, I'm really excited for Replace. And I know you said that you looked, you lo- you were excited for this game as well. When it you looks were, good. It looks, it looks really, really good. Um, got a title for, or I'm sorry, a uh, trailer for Street Fighter VI. Uh, showed it off. I believe it revealed its release date for June 6th at the Game Awards. Um, I think it looks good. I, I, I was more interested in a fighting game that was shown off later in the night, which we'll get to. Uh, Hades 2 was announced. Hades, the original, was an award-winning roguelike. Um, a lot of people loved it. I believe it even won the Game o- Game Awards Game of the Year back when it came out, I think. I think. Okay. Uh, next up, one of the most exciting uh, announcements of the night for me personally. Uh, actually, the next two were kind of two big ones for me. Uh, first up was Judas, um, which came from Ken Levine, who created Bioshock. Uh, Jeff, you ever played Bioshock? Uh, remember, I was saying um, I've watched the wife play both uh, the first one and the second one. Gotcha. Um, so yes, I, I've seen some of the Bioshock. I kind of like sat with her while she played. Gotcha. So I love Bioshock. Um, just absolutely love it. It's, you know, love the love all three of them. Uh, specifically the first two. Um, but so this is Judas coming from uh, his studio. Ken Levine left 2K to form this studio, um, and they've been working on Judas for years at this point. Um, glad to see it's kind of starting to take shape. This trailer was really cool. I definitely recommend people go checking it out. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited to see Ken Levine's next, uh, next game. But it, like Judas screamed Bioshock too. And I think that's what I really liked about it. Cause I want a new Bioshock game and like, it just seems like a Bioshock game. So yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for it. Next up, we had a really surprising announcement. Uh, Bayonetta Origins, Cereza, and the Lost Demon. Um, this game will be coming out in March, exclusively on the Switch. Um, and it's a deep dive into the origins of Bayonetta, which I mean, this game announcement completely caught me off guard. I had no idea that they were gonna like, I was so shocked that they were making this game. Bayonetta 3 just came out last, uh, well, end of October, so two months ago at this point. Um, and just like man, like the fact that they're gonna make like this is this is something I'm extremely interested in. I love Bayonetta, um, and to get like a, a an origin story about uh, Bayonetta, I don't want to go too spoilery on it, but I'm very excited for this game. Yeah, especially on a next gen console, it's gonna be so good. Well, it's coming to Switch. Better be. It's coming in the end, so it's coming to Switch. So you know, we'll still that's see. that's still next gen to me. Jeff, the Switch has been out for five plus years. What what console did the first Bayonetta come out on? The first Bayonetta was out on the 360 and PS3, uh, and then they were going to retire the franchise, in which case Nintendo stepped in and 
they didn't purchase the IP, but they basically said like, hey, we're going to fund Bayonetta and it's going to be a Nintendo exclusive moving forward. Yeah. So um, that's what I mean. So like this will be compared to the first one. It'll be on a next gen like or not not the current next gen, but you know, you see what I'm saying. I know. So Jeff, you have to get into the mindset and I understand you have a PS4. I need you to get into the mindset for the sake of your confusion, my confusion and the viewer's confusion. Current gen consoles are currently PS5, the Xbox Series consoles and the Switch. Yes. Okay. Just want to make sure. Anyways, moving forward. <laughs> we got a uh, VR title revealed, Ghostbusters: Rise of the Ghost Lord. Uh, this game looks like looked like a lot of fun. It was kind of like a four player co op VR game. Yeah, and you play as Ghostbusters. I mean, what more? What like what more can you say? It just it looked pretty. I was cool. about to say the same thing. Uh, something you'd be excited for here. Uh, we got a tease for Destiny Two Lightfall. Um, it's an expansion. Players travel to Neptune. Uh, okay. Know much more about that. Um. Next up, we got another uh, video package. Video package. <laughs> Acting like it's the wrestling podcast. Right. Uh, the trailer for uh, Suicide Squad: Kill the Justice League. Um, a, a trailer that I was not expecting to make me kind of emotional. Um, they basically it was a really funny at first, but then they're clearly being hunted by Batman, uh, who it was revealed in the trailer will be voiced for one final time by Kevin Conroy. Uh, he he recorded the lines for this game before he passed wow. last month. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they, I didn't realize, like, I didn't even think about that, that Batman would be in this game and that they would get Kevin Conroy to do it. Um, because so, they kind of, it, I don't know, it just, I didn't, I just didn't put two and two together on it. And it was a really cool moment because it was just so like, that's going to be I, his final work, huh? It, yeah. It's his final work as Batman, uh, or really period. Um, so I was already really looking forward to this game, and now I'm uh, extremely excited for Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It's actually funny, but they announced the uh, the release date as well, but people were so caught up on the whole Kevin Conroy thing. Uh, it comes out in May, May 23rd, I believe, of this year, of 2023. Um, okay. Or the 26th, it's one of the two. Um, but yeah, Kevin Conroy's last last game. Following that, we got... a. Uh, the first reveal of Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, this is a follow-up to Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, you're playing as Cal Kestis again. Looked really incredible. This game just looks so awesome. I'm so excited for it. Jeff, we have a we have a topic for the show coming up uh, in a few weeks. So probably the last topic of the year. Um, previewing 2023 and like this year is just coming up is just so ridiculously stacked. Uh, and you're gonna see it with Jedi Survivor as well. Um, really excited for that game. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, next up, we had a little video for Party Animals. This is kind of like a gang beast uh, type game. If you've played that, um, kind of like a bunch of goofy, um, uh, animal esque fighters, just like kind of flailing, flailing their arm around. You know, it's cool, good fun. Uh, I think that's coming to Game Pass too. I think. Um. Following that, we got a, an announcement from uh, the, the studio that brought us Celeste, which was a huge indie release a few years back, uh, Earthblade, which is kind of like a 2D exploring action-y kind of game. Um, looks really cool. I'm not the biggest fan of the genre, but man, that that title and like the title card that they had for it, Earthblade, like that's a cool name for a game. Yeah, it is. 
Uh, after that, Hideo Kojima came out and they announced Death Stranding 2. Um, Kojima said that he had uh, actually rewrote the whole game because of the pandemic. So that'll be an interesting game to go through. He said he had the entire second game script written down and the pandemic hit and he just threw that script down and wrote another script. I wonder if his script was a little too close to what happened. I think maybe uh, that's definitely possible. Part of me wonders if maybe he wanted it to be more like the pandemic. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. So if it, if it's a lot like the pandemic, then maybe he wanted to change it to be like it. But if it's not, I bet you he almost nailed it. And he was like, yo, we got to change this. Yeah. Um, next up, we got uh, Immortals of Avium. Um, looks like a kind of like a single player magic-y shooter. Um, looks cool. It, it's coming um, from EA Originals. So that's good. Uh, the Last of Us Part 1 got a PC port announced. And then we got a the, our first look at Tekken 8, um, which I thought this game looked much more pleasing to the eye than Street Fighter 6. It was funny because I was talking to D about it when we were watching the Game Awards. And he was just like, oh, Street Fighter 6 looks amazing. I'm like, it looks good. I'm sure the gameplay is going to be really uh, smooth and great. But I don't, I don't think Street Fighter Six looks super like aesthetically pleasing to to look at. Whereas like I'm looking at this trailer for Tekken Eight, like when I'm watching the Game Awards, and I'm so excited for this game. This game looks like I'm not a fighting guy, but this looked like a really, really like just beautiful game. Yeah, I'm a I'm a massive Tekken fan. Um, I wound up winning like a small Tekken tournament at the MGM Grand when I was a little kid. Uh, in the arcade at the MGM, they used to have this massive arcade. I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been there in a while. Um, they replaced about a third of the machines in the arcade. All of it was with Tekken 2. And we held like this weird little tournament where everybody that was there just got to play. And dude, I smashed everybody with Harong. Harong was my shit. And I got to the finals and I perfected the dude in the finals. I hit him with the, the uh, Harong's like ultimate power move. I don't even remember what it's called. But it takes forever for him to do. And right. the dude just stood there and I blasted him. It was great. <laughs> All right. Well, we are, we're getting down this list. Let's see. Uh, Nightingale, uh, which was showed off last year. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly what this game is. It, like, it looked like a kind of like a realm traveling, monster hunting survival game. But you're like also like building like a base. Like, I don't know. I'm not 100% sure what this game is yet. But it looked intriguing. Um, Wayfinder was announced. Uh, invites players to control the chaos, offering them a multi-platform, multiplayer platform upon which to slay out, secure loot, and use a range of hero characters to defeat the forces of intense darkness. Um, Wayfinder. That's <laughs> when I was when I was watching. I was joking with my friend that uh, like I feel like they announced this game every year obviously not wayfinder but it just it just looks like that kind of game where it's like a third person squad base like i don't know it it just looked very kind of similar i don't i don't know i wasn't too excited about it um sky we got a video for a game called sky continuing on the universe last experienced in journey sky sees players become creatures of light exploring realms and experiencing an artistic emotional world with friends um Yo, real quick, my brother just texted me and he said, he said it was Tekken 4, you idiot. <laughs> so it was Tekken 4. <laughs> Appreciate it for your brother uh, listening to the pod. 
Appreciate yeah. that. He doesn't have like YouTube accounts or anything, but he's listening. Appreciate that, man. Um, anyways, uh, so Sky, it seemed kind of interesting because it seemed like the idea of it is is like it's more of a platform than a game. So like in this trailer, they like they had a, a an artist named Aurora who was going to be performing following the game awards, and basically you play at like in this in the like venue experiencing the performance and you react in the game it seemed more of like a platform than a game itself um i think that that's a very interesting platform like i don't know how they keep that moving like how like it because i guess it launched after the game awards like do you just have somebody performing at all times of the day like how like how does that i don't know how it works but yeah that'd be weird it is very interesting uh, following that, we got a video for Diablo 4, and this game just looks incredible. Like, I know we talked earlier about uh, possible crunch and all that. Um, I'm hoping that the developers can take care of themselves as much as they can. Um, but at the same time, these developers look like they're doing, they're killing it, man. Like, every time we see this game, it just, it impresses, and it looks really good. So, question for you, though. So, mm -hmm. does it seem oddly similar to, like, well, that sounds like a weird way to put it. A lot of people are saying that it seems like it's very, very close to being like Diablo 3 or Diablo Immortal, just kind of brought to the console, you know, or, you know, brought up. Um, I mean, I haven't played them, I, so I don't know. Okay. Oh, I didn't play Immortal. I played a little bit of Diablo 3. Not a lot, though. When it came to console, I played a little bit. Okay. Um, I, I think that maybe it's just the dungeon crawler genre. I mean, yeah. I can't speak on it too much because I don't have a lot of experience with Immortals, um, except for all the bad press I remember reading about it. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I mean, from what I'm looking at, the game looks great. It's coming to Game Pass. It does on, look good. It's coming to Game and, Pass on June 6th when it releases. So, I mean, I'm cool yeah. with it, man. And I'm thinking they just haven't released enough gameplay yet for you to see the innovation that's there. You know, they're going to they're gonna let some streamers show you that stuff on release day. Yeah, definitely. Um all right, next up we had uh, Horizon showed up again at the uh, the show, getting an announcement for an expansion, the Forbidden West expansion, Burning Shores. Uh, we'll have Aloy traveling to Los Angeles, um, and the trailer had a huge robot destroying the Hollywood sign. So I'm excited for that. Yo, what up, Ryzik? Ryzik says they took the best of Diablo 2 II and 3. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I mean, what's up, Ryzik? Uh, but like like he said, they've taken the best of those games. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm down for it. I'm excited. I think the game looks really good, and I'm, I'm pleased with it. I'm happy. Yeah, I thought it looked good as well. Next up, we had an announcement for a game called Blue Protocol. It's a new MMORPG launching in 2023 with developers Bandai Namco bringing players into a post-apocalyptic world in the midst of it being rebuilt um looks amazing uh i don't know if i have enough time in my life for an mmorpg um but this game looked extremely interesting like i'm i'm very interested in this game what was it called again uh blue protocol okay blue pro yeah i've actually seen some stuff for this that looks really good as well it does it looks really clean and smooth like yeah the animation alone just looks phenomenal so i don't know all right we also had uh, Remnant 2 was announced. Um, not much more other than, you know, it's a, it's coming. Um, Company of Heroes 3 is coming to consoles uh, in February. 
we got a VR title announced, Behemoth, promoting a grisly and ominous first-person adventure set in a mystical, monster-ridden world. Uh, and then next we got a... I'm really interested in this one. Uh, it's called Banishers, Ghosts of New Eden. Uh, so basically, this is being made by the uh, developers of Life is Strange. Um, and they're teaming up with another team who's... I forget their name. I, didn't, I don't have it here on my list. Um, but basically, it's an all-new cinematic action RPG title um, where players take the role of a banisher, which it seems like they're trying to get rid of like evil spirits that are in the world. Um, okay. This reveal trailer just looked really fascinating to me. And I'm, like the gameplay, the brief gameplay that we saw, it seems like my kind of thing. It looks like an action RPG uh, adventure, action adventure kind of game. Um, and the makers of Life is Strange, Don't Nod, are extremely good at narrative. So I, I have high hopes that this game is going to really impress when it comes out. All right. Also got a trailer for Space Marine 2, uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. Um, looked good. That looks good. It looks very good. Um, got a trailer for Meet Your Maker. It flips the roguelike genre on its head, giving players the ability to assume the role of the character, forcing hapless individuals through their rinse and repeat cycle of death and attempting to survive in order to succeed. Uh, it seemed like a kind of like you're making your own levels and people have to try and get through them kind of game. Which I mean, okay, okay, cool premise, cool premise. Um, we got an announcement for a new Crash Bandicoot game, but unfortunately, uh, you know, at least I, for me, it's unfortunately. Uh, it seems more like a MOBA. Uh, Crash Team Rumble is the name of the game. Um, uh, it, it looks it's a team-based combat game. A uh, little disappointed by the announcement itself, especially because the leading up to the announcement was really cool. So they, you remember the old commercials with Crash Bandicoot when they had the guy in the suit? Yeah. So they actually brought that guy in the suit back, and they had him nice. like rappel into the Game Awards, and like you're thinking like, oh my god, we're getting a new Crash game, and like they have the they have like the guy in the Crash suit being like he was pretty funny, uh, and then they're like here here it is, and it's like oh, it's not a like a legit Crash game, it's just oh that sucks. Yeah, so I mean like it looks for what it is like this the, the art style was good. It seemed pretty smooth, but it's just not a game that interests me really at all. So, yeah. what can you do? Um, next game was interesting. Uh, Crime Boss, Rocke City. Um, I would have. I was joking with my friend when we were watching this. Uh, it really just felt like GTA Vice City. Um, yeah. But with like a really like they really have like an all star cast. Like Chuck Norris is in this game. Danny Glover's in this game. There are so many people in this game, and it's like it's a crime-ridden, like Miami, like city in the '90s. Um, it is a first-person game, though, so it's not like completely like GTA, but like that was just the vibe it was giving off. It was very kind of like we're in Vice City kind of thing. So it looks really interesting, and we'll see. I can't. I want to see more of it before I make. Yeah, it. I want to see more of that too. I gotta figure out what's up with Chuck Norris, man. Yeah, I was like, they were like naming all these casts, and I'm like, holy shit, they have all these people. And then it was like, and Chuck Norris. I'm like, you guys got Chuck yeah. fucking Norris to do this? <laughs> like, yeah, so at work, we have to use Microsoft Teams to communicate with each other. Yeah. And um, everybody has a picture of themselves, right? And mm -hmm. I have a picture of Chuck Norris. <laughs> so everybody laughs as soon as they get on the call with me. It's great. <laughs> funny. All right. Uh, let's see. Lords of the nerd. Fallen, uh, reboot of Lords of the Fallen. Uh, I got a trailer for that. Cyberpunk, Phantom Liberty. 
so this is a cyberpunk an expansion to cyberpunk 2077 um called phantom liberty it's going to be starring idris elba um looked very interesting uh i still need to play the first like the actual base game uh, i was waiting for a lot of the updates to come out so i gotta get i gotta go back into the backlog to play it but uh this expansion looked really good so yeah and i've heard they fixed all the bugs and everything i've heard the game's running great now so um you know if you ever wanted to play cyberpunk uh now's probably the time yeah definitely um next up we got an announcement that i was not expecting but i'm also like really excited for just because of how good the reveal trailer was armored core 6 fires of rubicon um so jeff have you played armored core at all I think so. It's the side scroller with the little dudes with grenades and guns, right? No, you're thinking of Metal Slug. Um, yeah, so that's what I'm thinking of. Armored Core uh, is an old like mech game. I used to play it on the PS2. Um, we haven't really gotten one in like a long time. I think it's like been like ten years. Um, but this trailer looked incredible. Like Jeff, I really recommend you check out this trailer. Like this is one of those trailers of the game. Like, did you go back and watch? I know you said you watched some of it. Did you get to finish at the Game Awards? I did not. No. Okay, I recommend you kind of seek out some of these trailers, and especially okay. this one. This one's really good. Um, it's from From Software, the guys who made Elden Ring. Um, Miyazaki Kid did come out since the Game Awards and assure people that if you're not into Soulsborne games, this will not be that. This is more. This is a, an armored core game. This is about making your mechs and going out on missions and doing the missions. Um, but this game just looked really cool. It was a really cool announced trailer. Yeah, that's cool. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I don't know the name of the game, but I had a game on PC where you had to build a big mech and you would go one-on-one -on -one with other people in like an arena setting. And um, I wound up getting into first place uh, and it was against like real people. There was like a, a, a there was like a list of a hundred and like the more you played, the higher you would climb on the, on the ladder, you'd get points for winning matches and stuff. I wound up hitting first place and then I kind of quit. I was like, that's it. I'm done. I hit first. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, uh, we got an announcement for Wild Hearts, which kind of looks like Monster Hunter a little bit. Um, looks good. Uh, and then we got Final Fantasy 16. We got a gameplay trailer for it, uh, and it will be launching exclusively in 2023 on PlayStation 5. I believe they gave a, an announce a release date, but I don't have it on me. Um, so those were the game announcements at the Game Awards. Uh, not mentioned on this list was we got a clip, uh, the first clip of the Super Mario Brothers movie. Um, this movie looks really good, Jeff. I don't know if you it saw it. It definitely does. Um, I was blown away by specifically the music of the clip. So they show Mario and Toad walking through this town to get to Peach's Castle. And the music was so seamlessly and perfectly changing from game to game. Like, it, I can't remember which Mario. I think it was doing Super Mario Brothers three, something from Mario Brothers three, and then it just very like, very smoothly transitions into like Bomb on Battlefield's music from Mario sixty four. And when yeah. they did that, I was like, I I I love like that really that really uh pulled at the heartstrings that that bit of the music. Um, I was like, wow, that's that's really awesome. And there was a lot more to this uh, clip, so I definitely recommend people going and checking that out. I can't wait for that movie. I'm actually going to go back to the theaters for that one for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll check it back in on the chat. It looks like uh, Rizik also said, uh, make sure you play it, uh, Diablo 4 on a new-gen console or PC. 
I, I would definitely concur with that. I think we're kind of at a point with video games in this generation where, no offense, Jeff, you got to get off the PS4 and Xbox One. Like, you got to get on the newer consoles because these games are going to start struggling. If if a developer puts games out on the PS4, Xbox One, those games are going to struggle. Uh, yeah, and we're already seeing it. You've had you've had way more issues with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2 than I did. Yeah. Or have. Um, but so yes, Rizik is definitely correct on that. All right. Let's get into let's run through the winners of the game awards. So we went through all the announcements, a lot of fun stuff there. Um let's run through the winners. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see here. All right, so best adaptation. Uh, this is celebrating game-inspired projects across entertainment, including TV, movies, comics, and more. The winner was Arcane League of Legends. Best nice. esports team was Loud from Valorant. Best esports game was Valorant. The best esports event was the 2022 League of Legends World Championship. Uh, the best esports coach was Bazooka for Loud. Um, Best esports athlete was Yay. Uh, the content creator of the year was Ludwig. Best multiplayer game. This one really surprised me, Jeff. So best multiplayer game was Splatoon 3 ended up winning. Yeah, uh, that it, surprised the crap out of me. It beat Modern Warfare 2, Overwatch 2, Multiverses, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I'm not super surprised because Splatoon is really good. Uh, really strong franchise. I haven't played the newest one. Um, but Modern Warfare 2 was a really good game, so it, it, it was quite an upset in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we had Best Sim Strategy Game, and Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope won that game. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, Best Sports Racing Game, Gran Turismo 7 picked up the win on that one. Uh, Best Family Game, uh, I was definitely surprised by the winner, but happily surprised because Kirby and the Forgotten Land uh, ends up winning this. Uh, it beat out Lego Star Wars, Mario and Rabbids, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, phenomenal game. Uh, if you have a Switch, I strongly recommend playing this game. Love me some Kirby. Uh, Multiverses won Best Fighting Game. Again, I thought that was a good call there. Uh, Elden Ring won Best RPG, uh, and this beat out games that I really love this year. This beat Live Alive. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy 3, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Um, not super surprised, considering uh, something that comes up later on, um, but this does end up winning Best RPG. Best Action Adventure Game was... The winner was God of War Ragnarok, uh, and it beat out A Plague Tale Requiem, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. Um, basically... Elden Ring and God of War end up really kind of sweeping the awards a little bit. Um, yeah. But best action game, Bayonetta 3 was the winner of that, and it beat out Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. Uh, I'm really excited to play Bayonetta 3. I haven't played it yet. I definitely need to play it before Origins comes out, so I'll definitely be playing that probably within the next month or so. Um, the Innovation in Accessibility Award uh, was won by God of War Ragnarok. Yep. Best VR game was won by Moss Book 2. Um, I was surprised that Among Us VR did not win. I really want to play Among Us in VR. Uh, the clips I see online are just <laughs> really fun looking. I'll probably be scared to death in Among Us online, run into a wall in my house or something. And I've seen a lot of videos with people like 
trolling kids. So, like, the videos that, I, that I've been seeing online, they're like, hey, come here, I want to show you something. And then he vents right in front of the kid. And then the kid's like, oh, he's, like, freaking <laughs> out. And then like, he goes and hits the button, and the guy that vented was like, it was the kid. <laughs> like, he, I, saw, <laughs> I saw him going, I saw him vent. And then they vote the kid out, and in one of the videos, the kid was, like, crying. And I was like, oof. Oh. <laughs> but, I mean, what can you do? Um, still really funny. Look, I, would, I really want to play Among Us in VR. Um, best community support was Final Fantasy XIV Online. Best mobile game was Marvel Snap, which I which I saw coming. I, I thought that that was... I've heard a lot of good things about Marvel Snap, so I was not surprised by that one. Um, best debut indie game and best indie game, Stray, won both of those awards. Uh, very yeah. similar uh, nominations there. Um, best ongoing game, Final Fantasy XIV won that one. Um, games for Impact, As Dusk Falls... Did pick, did get that award, so good for them. That's a great game. Played that this year. Best performance, uh, Christopher Judge, uh, Kratos of God of War Ragnarok, won that yeah. award. Uh, really awesome speech from him. Uh, you could tell that the the win, the winning the award meant a lot to him. Yeah, he put a lot of effort into that voice for that guy, and you know, it it definitely shows. He put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. Next up, best audio design. God of War Ragnarok picked up the win on that one as well. Won the award, uh, beating out Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, Gran Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Jeff, not a good night for Call of Duty: Modern Warfare 2, a, a game that yeah. was very good but did not win any of the awards it was nominated for. I'll definitely say one thing: it didn't even deserve to be nominated for audio. This audio is horrendous. <laughs> I mean, I haven't had a lot of issues with the audio, but I mean, I, I understand. Um, Best score in music, God of War also won that one. Uh, Bear McCreary, McCreary, excuse me, was the uh, winner of the award. He was the sound, the music. He did the score. Uh, best art direction, Elden Ring won a best art direction. Best narrative, God of War Ragnarok, which again you can see a little bit of a trend here. <laughs> best game direction, Elden Ring. Uh, they're just trading them off at this point. And then the last two awards, Jeff. Game of the Year. The nominees were Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Uh, the winner of the award was Elden Ring. So Elden Ring is the Game of the Year uh, at the Game Awards. Yeah, congrats to the Elden Ring team, man. Um, that game was amazing. The artwork is incredible. Uh, everything about that game... I I didn't play it per se. I don't. I don't do very well in those uh, Souls types games, but I love watching them and watching all the streamers play. I, I must have watched at least four or five, maybe even six or seven playthroughs. Yeah, uh, I definitely want to get around to playing it. I'm kind of similar to you. A little, a little um, weird, like kind of cautious about jumping into a Soulsborne game. But I mean, a lot of people seem to love the game. Uh, so I really want to kind of give it a shot. I don't know when I will, but at some point, maybe soon. I'm terrible at those dodge, roll, parry. Type, uh, I'm not. I I can't. No. Yeah, I mean they can get. They're, they're difficult. They're definitely challenging. Um, but I mean, you know, they say get good. You know. Yep. Uh, let's see. Rizik said uh, that's because Elden Ring changed the open world concept. Yeah, I mean yeah. Elden Ring, very popular game, and just its open world was something it's that a lot gorgeous. of people did tell me about. Um. 
so yeah definitely definitely uh interesting stuff there some of the scenes where you can just go up to the edge of a cliff and just look out for miles is just unbelievable it's gorgeous all right so before we get to the last award i do want to kind of touch uh on the thing that closed out the show um that you heard about this correct yes okay so watching the award the game of the year award and Elden Ring wins. I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on it because uh, the kid's a, a, a clown and you should definitely not do this. Um, Rizik said they made this game more for the casual player. That's good to hear. I'll, I, I do have to check out Elden Ring. I really do want to. Um, anyways. So I think he's Elden talking Ring about wins. COD. The team... Oh, was he talking about COD? I think so. I thought we were talking about... I think he might be talking about Elden Ring. Rizik, yeah, we'll go ahead and clarify that. I think you're talking about Elden Ring because that's what we were just talking about. Um, anyways, so the so so Elden Ring wins, and the team goes to accept the award and give a speech. And I noticed that like the team came from like the left side of the stage, and like this kid comes up from the center, and like nobody stops him, and he walks up there, and like they start giving the speeches, and he's in the background, and like he keeps like constantly moving around to get into the shot, and I'm like, who the fuck is this kid? right <laughs> and so it turns out that the kid was not part of the of the studio he was not there with them uh he snuck on stage uh after the team gave their vic- you know their acceptance speech and they were really happy about it a kid jumped on the mic shouting out bill clinton um which so he cool. said i want to yeah. uh nom- or i want to donate this award to my revised or what did he say uh yeah orth- revised orthodox rabbi, rabbi bill clinton yeah, and you know, the, so Jeff Kelly said that the kid was arrested. He was taken off the stage. Yep. Um, you know, it was funny for a little bit. I mean, the memes afterwards are kind of funny, but don't do this. It, it's such a bad idea. No. You know, he, this kid got arrested. He, you know, he got Listen. charged. It, like, it's not worth it, and it's not fair to you know to Miyazaki and his team. Like, they just they work super hard on Elden Ring. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. You know, like these guys busted their ass to bring us this awesome game that this kid who knows about the game awards most likely played and probably enjoyed. Um, And, you know, he's a YouTuber. I'm not going to give you his name because I don't want to, you know, advertise for him, but he's a YouTuber. Like, right. He does this to other game awards, too. Apparently, he's a habitual interrupter. It's a shame. You hate to see it. Um, I, I mean, I. Game Awards, they might have to bump up their security next year, unfortunately. Um, yeah. You got to make sure, because, like, let alone we're talking about them ruining the moment, it could have been a huge safety ha- uh, concern as well. Absolutely. Um, like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's an unfortunate thing, and I understand why Jeff Keighley was probably, it wasn't a necessity before this, um, but it'll probably be a necessity moving forward, unfortunately. Yeah, you know, and it's just like, I get let's say he was protesting in his own way, whatever he wants to say. Cause I do believe that's what he told the police and that's why they kind of let him go. They kind of had to, he was detained. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, don't ruin somebody else's night or year. You know what I mean? At your stupid little joke expense. Like these guys worked their asses off for years to make this game. It wins game of the year. And then you come out here and you ruin it. You know what I mean? Like, come on, dude. That's yeah, like cool. that that moment for them is ruined forever. Like you can't get that back. Um, and it's a shame. It, it it's it's really it's really sad to see. Um don't do it. Just don't. No, they're they're lucky this ain't wrestling back in the 80s, man. They would have took his ass backstage and beat the piss out of him. 
Part of me wonders if maybe they almost did anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeff Keeley took him backstage and started punching him, you know? <laughs> I was just picturing someone punch him in the stomach like Mario and Luigi holding him up. Just pow. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay, uh, so last award. Uh, the most anticipated game for 2023 awards. The nominees were Final Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Ooh, I don't know who. Vegas? I don't huh? know who won this. Are you being serious? Yeah, yeah. I don't know who won this actually. Who do you think won? Well, considering that you saved it for last. I'm guessing that the Legend of Zelda game won. You would be correct. The Legend of Zelda Tears nice. of the Kingdom was voted as the most anticipated game. Uh, all of these games I'm extremely excited for, and these aren't even all the games. Like, th- like these aren't even... I don't even know if I would argue that, like... Like, I don't even know if I would argue Hogwarts Legacy like, is, like, one of the biggest games coming out next year. Like, th- it's a huge year, and we're going to talk about it in a few weeks. I'm but, super yeah. excited for Hogwarts Legacy, I'll tell you that much. I'm not saying it's not going to, I'm excited for it too, but there is just so many big games coming out next year that we, and like, I'm sure there's stuff we don't even know about yet. Um, you know, after, uh, uh, we and the wives had gone to the, uh, Harry Potter exhibit, you know, at the Franklin Institute there, I have like a renewed, uh, passion for Harry Potter, man. I've rewatched all the movies <laughs> since then, you know, like th- there's a, sh- a shop that we go to, they yeah. sell wands and stuff. And like, I'm waiting for the cool wands to come out. Oh yeah. Harry Potter, Harry Potter's cool, man. I'm so tired. Um, but anyway, so yeah, that's uh that was the game awards. Uh Jeff, what are you what are you playing right now? Are you playing Warzone 2 still? I am still playing Warzone 2, and you know, as much as I like to complain about it, I am doing exceptionally well in this one. Uh so I can't wait for the stats for Warzone to start coming out, you know, and start from fresh because I'm consistently getting at least four or five right now. Nice, nice. Right now, I'm kind of doing the same. I am playing Warzone 2 right now still, um, but I am working on completing my Pokedex uh, for Scarlet. I have about 95 more Pokemon to go before I am done. Um, So working my way through that. Grinding my way through Pokemon Scarlet to to finish out the Pokedex. Finish out strong. Um, But yeah, I mean, right now, that's kind of what I'm working on. Yeah, nice man. Yeah, so I, I, all I'm doing is Warzone Two. The wife keeps trying to get me to go back to the Overwatch Two. I just something about it just doesn't feel right anymore, and I'm just you know not really interested. Just all about that. Uh, I love DMZ too, though. Don't get me wrong. Like DMZ is freaking awesome. I love spending time in there. Yeah, I pretty much run around in DMZ till it kicks me out. <laughs> all right, Jeff. Well, that's all I have for us tonight. Uh, do you have anything you uh, you wanted to to mention, talk about, or anything like that? Nah, you hit the uh, the one little thing I wanted to talk about there. Actually, there was one game that I was wondering, if you mentioned this, I may have missed it, um, but it was called Lords of the Fallen. I just saw a preview for that a couple days ago on the PlayStation. It looks like a Dark Souls type game. Have you seen this? I think it was shown at the Game Awards, and I think I mentioned it. Okay, okay. This looks not 100% sure. beautiful. Looks like another one of those just absolutely gorgeous art, uh, Lords of the Fallen. I'm going to... Maybe I'll, I'll link it in the Discord after uh, after the pod here. Yeah, definitely. Please do. I'll definitely check it out. Well, all right then, Jeff. Go ahead and uh, take us out. All right. Well, thank you guys very much for hanging out with us here on YouTube tonight. Uh, we appreciate everybody in chat. We had Coach Nick, Ryzik, uh, the Day Trading Doge. <laughs> what up, Doge? I love that name. 
Um, thank you guys very much for joining us. Um, thank you everybody as well who will be uh, listening later on on Spotify, Amazon, Apple, Google, or uh, wherever you may get your podcasts. Um, thank you guys very much for joining us. And uh, until next time, everybody have a great night. Peace. Thank <laughs> you.